0: hi everyone welcome to rest between sets this is the podcast to listen to while you rest between the sets life is programmed for you joining in tackling all things health and fitness spirituality and mental health along with other guest speakers we're going to dive in deep to find out how they're all interconnected in creating the recipe of becoming the best version of ourselves because why not this is your host danny let's do this For this episode, I had the coach Nikki Williams on the podcast. Nikki is a women's strength coach based in TN Kilda and has been in the industry for 10 years. She takes us into her grassroots as a successful realtor and her transition into becoming an empowering strength coach, the importance of persistence in finding your passion and niche, getting out of your comfort zone and becoming a leader, the power of social media cleanse and living your authentic life. Nikki and I connected in so many levels and it literally was like talking to myself and from the mirror. And it was absolutely amazing to get to know this boss babe in such much deeper level. Welcome to episode four. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi everyone, I've got Nikki Williams on the podcast today. Nikki is a personal trainer and a coach at Body World St Kilda. How are you, Nikki?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Ah, that's my pleasure. Um so we've only met once. And the rest is history on Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know you. Um, but yeah, we did only meet the one time about yeah. three or four years ago at a, a gymnastics workshop. I think it was a muscle-up workshop. Yeah, And I just remember meeting you and thinking, damn, this girl's strong. <laughs> and then we followed each other. And then I just have watched your lifting. Yeah. And I always message you because I'm like, fuck that's a
0: good lift like damn you move well yeah um even with this it's the same for me as well when you did when we did the workshop i remember i was also i was only starting off crossfit so i was learning the muscle up the gymnastics side of things and you did this straight muscle up and i was like well i've never i've never seen other than mike um, I well, think
1: I had a little assistance from someone, and I I vaguely remember like rolling through it and almost dislocating my shoulder. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I did get one eventually. I think after mm. that, but it was it wasn't very pretty. But yeah,
0: yeah. But for me, still, I was like, I really want to do that. You know, um, it was something that I've always wanted to do, which I still can't, to be honest. Um, but you. yeah, it's it's funny how this is the narrative that we have of each other, yet I don't know that that's what you think of me and you don't know that's what I think of you. That's so true. Yeah. That's Um, so true. So we've had a little chat earlier about your coaching life and even on Instagram as well, how you transitioned from a corporate life to now being a coach. Yeah. So... I do know a little bit about you but I don't know much. Yeah. So for myself and the listeners, are you able to give us a bit of a background about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm from New Zealand and Mm. I moved to Melbourne seven years ago and um in New Zealand I left school and worked in real estate. Um and during that time I loved my job and I was I was good at it. I was in sales and then I became an EA. Um, really loved it, uh, but I also then when I got into training, into lifting, and had mm. a coach and whatnot, um, that passion grew, and I decided I wanted to go and study personal training. So, during my full-time work as a real estate EA, I went and did my PT certificates. Mm. So I sort of did that on the weekends, full-time or part-time at the at the course, and then I wasn't really planning on actually going and being a pt i just sort of wanted it for my own personal development and my own interest in health and fitness um but then a little bit after that i decided i wanted to go and pursue it i was getting really into my crossfit Mm. my weightlifting and so i quit my job and went and worked for a i don't know if you would have heard of les mills
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so i went
1: and worked for les mills but it was still an administration job but i just wanted to sort of dip my toe in the fitness industry Um, that actually only lasted about six months because I just didn't find the role itself stimulating enough. Yeah. So I went, I actually went back to my role, role at the real estate job. Like I heard that the PA there had left, she didn't, um, enjoy it. So I said, Mm. can I, can you guys have me back? And they said, yeah, come back. We want you back. So I went, um, and then a year later I moved over to Melbourne. So Mm. just for a change of scenery. So it was a tough decision because I enjoyed my corporate job. Um, and I moved to Melbourne and got back and, and stayed in real estate. But after two years of real estate in Melbourne, I decided to transition fully into mm. personal training. Um, I had started just doing it part-time on the side, but it was getting too much. I was boot camping in the morning with clients and then going corporate job during yeah. the day, back to boot camp in the evening. And then I would try and train during my lunch break. And I was like exhausted, yeah. like a complete wreck. So after about a month of trying to do two jobs, I left and got a job at a gym in Brighton. Mm. Um, And yeah, that's where it started.
0: Yeah. Um, So obviously, like you were just like you said about your real estate life. um, Was it just like a gradual interest and you kind of just like lost interest or were you always like involved in anything like physical activity-wise, or like any sport, anything like that?
1: So, like growing up, bef- yeah, during gr- or before. before. Um, growing up throughout school, I was I was thought I was always pretty sporty and active. Mm. Um, I played netball was my main sport. Yeah. To be honest, before that, I I was like I've been a quitter. Like I always quit everything mm. I ever started. So. All the sports under the sun, I tried, yeah. and I'd quit. I just get bored. Yeah. I like I'm, I'm one of those people who, if I get bored of something, I'm done. Like, mm. see, so yeah, straight away, quit. Yeah. But my parents never—this is good and bad—they never um, sort of pushed me to, you know, stay or push for a sport that I wasn't really interested in. I remember always going home and going, "Okay, I don't want to do tennis anymore." Mum would say, "Okay, that's fine. Mm. You don't have to do it." Um, so then the only thing I really stuck with was, was netball. And I've, I've always been a bit of a runner. So running was always something that I stuck with, Mm. but it wasn't until, and this is so funny, like I can't, everyone asks, why did you get it? How did you get into weightlifting or, you know, strength training? It's not even that like magical of a story. It just literally one day decided I'll go and try at a gym, Mm. picked up dumbbells and I've never stopped since Mm. considering like I quit everything I ever tried and then, this is the one thing I've been doing for thirteen, fourteen years and have never taken a break
0: yeah. from it. Yeah. That's um that's something I resonate with as well because being a swimmer for eight years, coming from a very aerobic sport, um, and also doing triathlons and all that, moved to Melbourne and I joined at a gym and um yeah, that was that being in Melbourne in the first month being in Melbourne was the last time I actually start uh, finished swimming um and yeah just coming from an aerobic sport to like Mm. going into a power strength sport um yeah it's even for me it's hard for me to to explain because i'm training for swimming we didn't really do any strength conditioning stuff it was just like being a fish in the water yeah um so yeah i completely resonate with that one um so you started crossfit um, and then you moved into now just spe- specifically strength training. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So how did you find CrossFit and why did you move from CrossFit to strength training now?
1: Um, so I really loved CrossFit for quite a few years and mm. I enjoyed the competitive side of it as in like, I'm relatively competitive in myself, um, so the, the group setting was good for that and, you know, doing – competitions and whatnot I enjoyed and then but I always still on the side of my crossfit I was never like a hundred percent in I always would have on the side a bit of a, another program going at the gym mm. I was always off doing my own thing I love training by myself I love having numbers to hit and more of a program and like one with progressive overload and mm. I learned that only in the last few years I think before that it was too random I was just doing random stuff all the time Um, until i actually got a coach who who programmed for me so i was juggling a lot i was juggling crossfit i was juggling strength training then i was kind of doing a bit of running i even started doing swimming for a little bit yeah um so you were still a crossfitter yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. but then i'd want to go and you know hit heavy one rep maxes as well for for like powerlifting. so i had to make a decision and my body over time i think with crossfit for me personally it was just taking too much of a beating. i think my hormones were all out of whack i wasn't like as healthy as i could have been Mm. i needed more rest and recovery um my cycle was out yeah um so then i was just yeah i just a lot of times i did pull the pin on crossfit and i'd take a break from it but i'd always come back to it Mm. um but there's i will never go back to crossfit ever again (laughs) i look at everyone training now through the opens and stuff and i just look at them and i'm like i cannot mm do that anymore,
0: yeah, um, even like watching them on Instagram, it's just like I it feel, looks fun, I
1: feel tired watching
0: them <laughs> <laughs> for me, like it looks fun, but also at the same time, I've developed like an appreciation with being specific in my yes. sport, and so I'm just like, yeah, maybe that that was good for me before, mm-hmm. but now I've got my own specialties, I guess, yeah,, yeah,
1: yeah it was good um, at the time, mm. I loved it it was it was great, but yeah exactly like you say having that more specific style training now is for me hey it could change I could eat eat my words on that but yeah you know I don't think so
0: (laughs) yeah um being like people I mean like because we're people right we always evolve we always change our decisions therefore um yeah in times like this like it's all right to go back and forth Mm. um just finding your niche again I guess yeah Yeah. as uh, as we were talking about moving and transitioning um obviously you changed your passion and that changed your why your purpose right Mm. so now as a coach why do you coach what what's your what's the story behind coaching
1: um i think for me because i started when i started coaching i was training all sorts it was general population men Mm. women young malege whatever um and i realized the sessions and the people i love training the most were the woman and the ones that specifically would come to me with more of a performance goal like wanting to get a you know push up on their toes or to be able to do a pull up or you know get stronger at their deadlifts or whatever yeah. as opposed to you know weight loss or this and that um so it, for me it was e- an easy decision to just transition into fully working with females yeah. um, and then i could really just focus on on them and specialize and learn as much as I can about the female body mm. um, and put all my energy and stuff into that. Um, so for me, it's about helping girls feel more confident yeah. because I think that weightlifting for me, and it's, you'll understand, and everyone who girls who, who weightlift understand you do get this um, empowering feeling. It's kind of hard mm. to explain, but it, it is something that I feel when I, over the years have changed and it gives me a self-confidence and a way to just like walk with my chest a little higher and my shoulders yeah. up you know back and um that's, that's what, what i want others true. to feel like and to look at their health and their training as you know like a big puzzle yeah. and it all has to come together with their their, their training nutrition their sleep yeah. their hydration and their stress um and to take away the focus from being just exercise yeah and going and having a sweat like that's great but also you know to make them feel like stronger humans yeah yeah
0: yeah um no that's completely correct about um you know after a training session for me personally i like i train to to make myself feel good Mm. and i guess that's coming from experiences where people kind of discourage you from it because of being a woman itself um and i think it's just for in my in, in my experience i think it's just the society's way of actually you know telling you that because of being a female you're in this box uh-huh. and the other population will be in this box um yeah when for me like just share just share the boxes you yeah know? just Teach us how to be holistic as well, so that we can actually, yeah. Like I mean, I feel like women deserve to be strong as well, uh-huh. um, and be just confident about themselves. Like yeah. we, females or the feminine energy, fem fem. We all have the masculine and feminine energy, right? However, we females have more feminine energy, and feminine energy apparently is a submissive energy. Uh-huh. When when no, like if anything we're able to we're strong because we're we're, we're, the chao- we're the chaotic energy and being a chaotic energy you i don't really don't know where i'm going this one but um being a chaotic energy you have to have that um practice on how to also control yeah manage control. it yeah, yeah exactly um it's
1: definitely it's changing though and, and for in a positive way because mm-hmm. i see it firsthand where i work um Body world is an amazing amazing gym. It's got the best community it's like a family there and I've you know trained there for I think about five or six years and then I've been working there out of there for two or three years running my business and um when I used to train there at the very beginning it was it was so uh male dominated mm. I'd go in and oftentimes be the only woman there at all and now it's completely shifted, yeah um there's so many more females in that gym because it's quite a bodybuilding strength style no, gym it's been they 've owned it for forty years yeah. family owned um and now you know I've got all my female clients there there's another trainer there Alex, and she has all her female clients there and we're really building this up and it's become and there's all these basketball girls mm. and it's becoming this gym that's just like embodied with women lifting weights and yeah. it's so good to see
0: yeah um and you know that's amazing because it, it, it just empowers the population that needs empowering yeah yeah
1: um and the guys the, all the dudes they love it too they mm. they love having us all the girls around and it's just this amazing amazing yeah. vibe yeah yeah
0: it's just it's like it's like being in a tribe right like being mm. a tribe in the old times you know you all it the place is nicer the place is more connected when there's both
1: yeah and no one looks at each other as like oh you're a dude i'm a chick it's just like we're just people that train and lift and you know yeah it's good
0: yeah um yeah do gym sounds like um you'll have to come for a session yeah Mm -hmm. um we're gonna have to lift heavy shit (laughs) of course um and so so in saying that um what what are you looking forward to most this year coming out from COVID yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Um, COVID, obviously, last year was an interesting year. It was mm. crazy. Um, and I, it was just such a roller coaster trying to manage a personal training business when the gym was closed for, what was it nine wow. months, yeah. eight months? You had to
0: be creative, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I saw good. your Instagram actually. Yeah, it
1: was actually a, like as tough as it was, it was a good year. Um, I'm lucky where I live. I've got a big courtyard, so I was able to, the day the gym closed, the next day I went to Bunnings, bought a gazebo, Mm. borrowed weights from the gym, set up a home gym. It was still kind of summer then, so it was fine. And then as the restrictions changed, you know, I ended up having to jump on Zoom and run Zoom classes with the girls. It was, Mm. for me, it wasn't about me trying to keep my business going. It was about keeping the girls going and getting them through the year as best as we could manage and they were everyone was so amazing and so flexible and Mm. just grateful to do what we could together and as this is often a tangent but as crazy as COVID was that was that something that was trying to you know who had to keep us apart from each other it actually brought all my clients closer together Mm. because we were in WhatsApp group conversations we were on Zoom together we were messaging each other they were then you know going out for their walk with meeting up with each other someone they hadn't met before Mm. um so it became really really tight crew of girls and then now but then when we got back in the gym it was we're so grateful to be there it's still a treat I still think I can't believe we're back in the gym together lifting Mm. and it's open and we don't have to have masks on and this is just amazing yeah um so this year so last year was good for the girls. Uh, their, st- their style of training had to change a lot. It was all body weight at home. Mm. Um, it was a bit more circuity, high-intensity. They actually got pretty fit. And then they came back into the gym and we kind of got back into our strength training. Um, and this year I've got a few of them keen to compete in some powerlifting comps. Mm. So I've got a handful of girls that I'm going to train up for those a little bit later in the year. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And I've actually somehow committed myself to doing one as well yeah do it. (laughs) one of my clients actually (laughs) convinced me she goes well if we're gonna do it why don't you do it Mm. um and it's for it's an all-women's powerlifting comp at slaughterhouse in Marabin and um it's fundraising for breast cancer i think and Mm. so i thought you know what it'd be rude not to so i'm gonna do a powerlifting comp and i haven't done one in i reckon five years yeah four or five years like
0: um a competition in general? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I've done CrossFit comps since then. Okay. But not yeah. powerlifting, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Um. It really sounds like you've actually connected. You, you're, you 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 became a connector during COVID. Yeah. And like, PTs like you, coaches like you, you know, role models like you are people that this world needs more, to be honest, because I feel like during COVID, it was kind of, Became some people became very individualistic, yeah, and only a few, you know, stuck to their to to, to their groups, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, because I had different coaches. I had a nutrition coach and a an a weightlifting coach, um, and my weightlifting coach kind of they didn't really kind of look after me anymore in my in in my own. Um, opinion mm. and so i left and went to my nutrition coach who is then now my powerlifting
1: coach okay yeah yeah
0: so people gravitate towards people who actually make them feel still included yeah, yeah. it was
1: well it was one of those things as soon as it all happened people had to make really quick decisions and mm. then it was you know some people then just said because we didn't know what was going to happen we thought is this is going to be a week or two weeks yeah. and a few days um you know making quick decisions about what to do and i just sort of thought well we i just we can't we got to keep training yeah. so we'll make it work somehow so that was the hardest part of it all was as things keep changing was making those decisions keeping everyone informed but yeah we just had to ride the sort of rollercoaster. but then there were people i think trainers out there and gyms who kind of just put their head in the sand a little bit
0: yeah
1: um and then found it hard to get back out again mm. And, and and our clients needed us a lot during that time. It's yeah, they did. Ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, we also had to be creative, right? Just so like what I said earlier. Um, yeah. You with your home gym, and um, did you did did you find it hard to work around? You know the little space and.
1: Um, it was fine. But mm. for me, the hardest part actually was, I. I was actually re- very busy, and having um, people coming, I loved having them come here. Yeah. But also, I didn't realize over time, over the few months of having it here through winter as well, it was cold. I was outside. Yeah. I was like back being, doing my boot camps, which is why I left because I didn't want to do the outdoor thing. Mm. Um, but having people come into your personal space, because I'm such an like a homebody, introverted <laughs> yeah. person. And then having and then being at home all day and then working at home from the court yeah i mean i shouldn't complain because i guess everyone was working from home but having people come into your space it's quite a it's quite a weird thing yeah um and it was but it was amazing i mean mm. i'm so grateful that i could have i could have done that yeah um and seeing my clients rock up and for them to get out of the house to be able to go and exercise like mm. the smile on their faces was yeah yeah priceless so yeah.
0: um have you always been a leader
1: I was actually going to say it to you before when you Mm. said about you know connecting people through COVID and because that's what leaders do to be honest no like i don't it's yes it's a yes and no i i don't want to be a leader (laughs) i don't feel like a leader but then um i kind of part of me does i wouldn't i don't necessarily want to but i then i feel like i i do have a, a way that about me that can and should mm. but i it's, it's uncomfortable for me sometimes
0: yeah. so oh i get i, I feel like i get you mean like you know when you're in school to, yeah. and you get
1: put into groups mm. and you at first you sit back and listen and listen to everyone yeah and their ideas and then you think no i can no. i can take over <laughs> this and do it better but yeah. you're like you don't really want to but you go oh, okay i yeah. should and yeah
0: yeah um and I feel like, it, like I feel like, that is the extroverted part of your introverted yeah. personality. Um I just feel like I'm talking to a mirror, actually. Yeah. Um, because what star th- sign are you? Yeah. Huh?
1: What star sign are you? Oh, Scorpio. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Scorpio sometimes can be quite extroverted, but I guess.
0: When I'm drunk, very extroverted. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> and when you're around people that you're super comfortable yeah, with, that's, that's me right. as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And when I'm actually in a situation where, for example, PT or group classes, yeah, it feels like I'm actually myself. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you know, if 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 it was a financial kind of thing or like a so something that I don't resonate mm. with, I tend to just step back and observe. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Me too. Um. So strength training and women right um obviously you specialize in them now oh um what do you think are the most common misconception that you you've seen over the years of training women
1: um there's all the standard ones of course Mm. you know oh if i lift too much or too heavy i'm gonna get big or you know to lose weight need to do cardio Mm. um but also thinking that you can get quick fix and it works really fast and and I think it's it's about educating women that they need to be patient and Mm. take time and there's so many different elements that come into it um, and that it's so much more about like your lifestyle Mm. um, and not just thinking you need to you know go into a gym and get on a on a treadmill
0: yeah yeah um also something that you said about weight weightlifting as well is that and the quick fix is that for me i tended uh, i tend to compare myself to you know the muscular person next to me which could be a guy as well uh-huh. um and, and you're right about the different elements because f- every, every guy right every, every male they tend to be very like their progress is linear in terms of like muscle gain. Mm. Whereas for women there's this time of the month oh, yeah. where you just you can't. look completely different to two yeah. weeks ago. Exactly. And you're right about patience in the just being able to understand. Um, because we also tend to be very impatient yeah, as us, well when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, and often we think more is more but mm. actually I've had the best results when I've sort of pulled my training yeah. back and gone really simplistic and less is, less is actually more mm. um, but I think it's helped me a lot since having my own coach to to help me with that yeah. and have me actually doing the right amount for my body and my mm. lifestyle and you know if, if you're super if you're at a job that's high stress and you're not sleeping enough and then you're going and thrashing yourself and, and like an high intensity class like yes. you're just never going to get that result your body's going to be under so much stress mm. and you're probably better off you know training a little bit less yep. eating a little Pulling bit back, more yeah. doing some really specific tre- strength training for your body um and i think you know i some it's weird as well for us pts people look at us and And judge us by how we look and maybe if they want to then train with us and I know I think for myself I'm like I know some girls wouldn't want to look the way I look Mm. and that's okay and the thing is if they've just come in to start and they haven't done much training in the past I say I've been doing this 12 years and Mm. I'm not massive like you're not going to get like me over a month of training don't (laughs) worry you know um and actually yeah so just try trying to change that misconception but I think people I think girl, the, the girls are learning now I think mm. there's more and more out there they can see you know that strength training has so many benefits and yeah. I try and get them to look at it as like what we're not focusing on how you look that's a byproduct of all your performance goals mm. and think of it for the long run this isn't um this doesn't sound like super exciting or super sexy but Think about when you're 70, 80, like you need, you need to build as much muscle now to have in the bank because every decade your muscle just deteriorates and it's so hard to grow muscle, you know, after the age of 40. So when you're in 20s and 30s, build your muscle, build that bank of muscle (laughs) because, you know, you want to be able to carry your groceries, walk up and down stairs Mm. and and how easy that is like for us to be able to do now if we're if we're strong and got good movement pattern yeah Yeah. no
0: um that's completely correct i see that as something that um has to be educated a lot more um and also i feel like women who aren't really open to that are still misinformed Mm. um and it could be because it could be just because of how... For me, even when I was little, I, the, uh, my parents didn't want me to lift weights and all that kind of stuff because I'll, I'll grow into... My dad even sent me a photo on Inst- on Facebook and was like, if you do CrossFit, yeah. you'll look like this.
1: Do you think that comes from... Where are you from? Is that a, a cultural thing, do you think?
0: Um Very, yeah. yeah. I would say a partly a cultural thing because women are kind of this like, nurturing... You know, you look after the babies, you cook your food, kind of thing. Um, it's just very recently that women are working; they have jobs now. Um, yeah. And even catching up with my friends in the Philippines, uh, in my group of friends, I'll probably only have two who still go to who go to the gym. Yeah. And the rest are just like, you know, doing all those things, like going to the salon or something like yeah. that, doing those kind of stuff. So it's very hard to explain really um but being in australia has given me that perspective that strong women look like this strong women look independent strong women yeah they put their head up and you know they actually lead instead of following being a lamb i guess yeah Yeah. but it
1: is hard because so many girls all all over Mm. depending how they've been i think brought up by their parents as to how how much they focus on their appearance Mm. or maybe their relationship with food and I've had this conversation with quite a few people lately and um often it has stemmed from their own you know mum or dad who have sort of planted little seeds in their head about you know food and training and what they should and shouldn't do and Mm. now from a young age they've it's been going through their mind and now especially now with social media and all this comparison happening, it's, it's so tough. Um, and I'm very grateful growing up that my parents, I don't remember ever once feeling like I had to think about food as good or bad mm. or my weight. There was no, no, never any mention of it. It was just like, you're a kid, go and play, have fun, you know, wear whatever clothes and mm. at dinners on the table when we have a good balance of food. And sometimes we have some lollies on the weekend, you yeah. know, or some treats here and there but we were never you know there was never good bad or deprived or you know overindulged Mm. yeah
0: yeah um you mentioned something about social media and comparison and very recently you disconnected from social media yes how how was that for you
1: oh it was so good Mm. (laughs) um but i am back on now but Honestly, I'm back on because I mean, as a trainer, and you'd know the our business. Yeah, market. as, oh, as can, yeah. It's, I, I wish I didn't have to be on it. Mm. Honestly, it's not something I can be bothered with anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was finding that you know, I was spending a, you know, you spend a, you can just find yourself going down rabbit holes, and you're picking up your phone and going on Instagram. So I just thought one day I just thought you know what, I need a break. I'm just going to take a log out. Mm. I'll just go for a few days without, and two weeks later, i was still going. I go, I don't even want to go back on, but. Um, You know like i said it's it's part of our marketing it's our business where personal trainers are so sort of want to be on it but now now it's just going to be about managing it better the balance Mm -hmm. and doing it for mostly business i mean anyone who knows me would see that there's a lot of cat posts (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of cats there's
0: and your
1: a new a, um niece as well. Yeah, yeah, no nephew. Oh nephew, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um I've got a nephew who was born three and a half months ago. Mm. So there's a few baby photos. But I am trying I want to try and keep my person like but as a as a PT our business is out as us. We are yeah. our own business, so we are the face of it. And I think when people do um women come to me, they they have been maybe following me for a little bit and mm. you know, like maybe me and my personality, my training. So that's got to be important because you've got to vibe with each other mm. to work with each other. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. Um, yeah, social media, eh? Um, it's, it's definitely something that's um, gotten so much, you know, given us so much resources to work with and also grow the business as well. But also at the same time, even for me, it personally – I don't look at it... I don't follow girls who make me feel bad about myself. Mm. I legit just follow meme pages. Yeah. Because I send them to my sister or to anyone just to kind of like give a... Yeah. You know, have some laugh about it. And also follow those who I can learn from and who actually inspire me as well. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've deleted mm. so
1: many over the years that I've gone, why am I still following this person? Yeah. I, I can't be bothered looking at this. Yeah. And I think that's yeah important to do mm. and to encourage... Our clients. actually one of the things that. So when I when I have a new client, I give them a bit of a quiz to do, and it's all about. There's different pillars to it about their sleep and their stress Mm -hmm. and their body love and things like that. And the body love section. It's about, um, you know, are you you know comparing yourself to others and whatnot, and do you find yourself you know looking at social media and comparing mm. yourself to others and oftentimes pe- girls will tick yes mm. and I say well, one of the steps we need to do is unfollow why you don't yeah. need to follow these these people you mm. know they 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 those people will resonate with someone else and they could be really positive and helpful for someone else, but if they're not for you, then don't yeah don't follow them
0: that's very um that's very helpful mm. and um it has to be normalized actually yeah. um yeah i don't and i i for me being twenty three years old. Your
1: baby, <laughs> I feel so old. I've,
0: <laughs> I've, just, I've stepped away from that. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, that's good. It's. I feel like people have to get that level of self awareness where you have to know which ones are serving you and which aren't, ones aren't. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm also feeling like a lot of the time, everyone's sharing so much of their lives on there, and I think why like do, mm. do people really care what I'm really you know doing every single day why do yeah. I think people do I, I don't deserve that but I mean yeah I don't know there's a time and a place for certain mm. things I just kind of want to not be so much on there yeah yeah yeah
0: Um, it's it's a place for you know again resource and education but yeah yeah same with what you said you said it's time and place for everything mm. um so We've gotten a bit of a tangent about hmm. the common misconceptions, but it is important. Like social media is one of the reason why we, there's a lot of common misconceptions. Yeah. So,
1: But in, so, sorry, yeah. go back to that, there's been so many positives. Like, for example, you and I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if there wasn't social media. We would have probably never seen each other ever mm. again after that workshop. And I've actually connected with so many people like this, yeah. um, whether it's for training or you know like music and stuff like mm. that um so that's been you know such a yeah a positive thing out of social media mm.
0: it's really just based on what your intentions are yeah and what hole do you want to be sucked in i guess yeah yeah um so what change would you like to see out of all these like common misconceptions i feel like we have touched into yeah, that and yeah and i think
1: i think it's happening already and i feel mm. like the ball is rolling for for women in, in strength training. I think, and I think CrossFit was such a huge part of that. Um, getting women into weightlifting um, and being more normalized. And yeah, that was a really big part of it, I think, that mm. that transition. And I know that, like watching the CrossFit games over the last few years, I know that most people were, I don't know, I think a lot of people were more, actually more interested in the female side mm. of the competition than the men's because there were so many possible uh, winners in that in the CrossFit ga- games, you know, mm-hmm. whereas the men, there was uh, well, Matt Fraser and Rich Froning were yeah. always number one, it's kind of like, and then, you know, there were the rest. But, with but the, the women, women, there was just amazing competitors that, who knew what was going to happen. So mm-hmm. it was actually, it put more spotlight on them. Um, so I think it's changing over time for a really, in a really positive way. And I think for us being in the industry now, it's, and having PTs like us who, the way we, we train our, our clients, um like we're in the right time to be doing it Um, but yeah there's still obviously a lot of work to be done I think Um, especially around nutrition Mm. Um, because I know like even with training even the big franchise gyms you know your F45s and whatnot they're still they're starting to put a little bit more strength focus in a little bit like your body fits and stuff you can see that they're adding strength classes in because they know that girls are clicking on that that's what they need as -hmm. well um but yeah with I think we need more help around nutrition it's very um there's too many there's a lot of messages out there it's hard but also also we everyone's so different it's figuring out what works for you yeah
0: and also for the client to figure out who's for them as well yeah um finding yeah and finding
1: mm. a a coach and people that um are your people to keep you going yeah
0: yeah um yeah um even for me like finding for finding people for me had to be people who actually bring out the original me mm-hmm. the authentic me because um, i could just be with this you know with this other group who who forces me to conform with them instead of just me being by myself, mm-hmm. uh, being myself. um yeah
1: like 100% that's something I've really figured out in the last two three four years I reckon because um I was maybe with people and jobs and stuff where I wasn't 100% me I was like Mm -hmm. this dulled down version and I was like not confident I couldn't they they didn't get to know the real me until I started being around people who I could be a hundred percent myself with. And mm. it's so fucking refreshing. Yeah. Um, and now the people around me and, and even my work down at, at body And like, I'm a hundred percent myself mm. with my clients. I am with my, my friends and it's, it's just, and then, you know, the, the places when you go, like you say that you can't quite be yourself and yeah. they're not seeing the real you. And they're probably, then they don't, you don't resonate with each other because you just don't mm. and then you just know well those people are my people and that's okay
0: yeah oh that's absolutely okay because i've met people who have, i've been in groups where they're not for me yeah yet i still stayed because i'm just like I, I vibe with you and all that kind of stuff but internally i'm not really myself yeah um and you're right it's really refreshing you know there's very similar groups but the The main factor there is: Am I going to be myself? Uh-huh. Am I going to be accepted for the way that I am? And I feel like if it's a it's a win win, and uh-huh. also like a connection. It's an interplay of two people. Yeah, because you just can't be following one person. You kind of have to be bouncing off out of each other. Yes. Um. And like this year, that's my that's my main focus. Uh-huh. I've actually burned a lot of bridges. Uh-huh just so that I can be myself and I've met a lot of people like even for this like this podcast now like I feel like I'm talking to my mirror I'm looking (laughs) at myself because yeah it's just you know it's it's they're the type of people that I've not met before and maybe I have but like really they're the type of people that really brings out
1: yeah me and it's a yeah it's a nice feeling because you can Mm. just be yourself and know that that person just appreciates and it is,
0: yeah there's no, ju- there's there's no, no judgment, judgment. Yeah.
1: so yeah you can do yeah there's no judgment and that's the main thing mm. um, yeah it's super important but I think that's really cool that you've already f- you're feeling this way at, at 23 I mean I started feeling like I could do that at about 30 I wish I'd been able to do that mm. through my 20s but it just took a while to yeah. know, figure it all out
0: and there's no timeline for yeah. it. There's no deadline when to feel that way because we're always changing again. Um, we transition back and forth and yeah. maybe I might go back to that group that yeah. I burnt bridges with. However, I know in myself knowing right. this feeling now, yeah. the feeling of, of authenticity that I might never go back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to crawl back to that group anymore. Yeah. because Things change
1: yeah. and, and friendships and relationships change all the time. And and if they don't change it means that you're staying stagnant absolutely um and maybe someone in a friendship or a relationship wants to move on but the other person isn't quite isn't doesn't want to but then you're just at different places Mm. hope you know you hope with your friends and i say this to some of my close girlfriends i say i hope we what we have now will be going Mm. like forever but like it may not because life happens and it changes yeah but that's okay you Mm. know because we're going to grow and evolve but like let's just enjoy it while it is now you know yeah, yeah. exactly just being present with yeah.
0: whoever you are now and you're yeah. with damn some dick
1: shit yeah <laughs> and yeah it's, it's good yeah. it's
0: nice and yeah Yeah, I feel like conversations like this you know it's it's really great to have because you just there's only a f- few people that you can have it with yeah um, most definitely not the shallow friendships from my experience anyway yeah and those so. friendships
1: are okay but they're just ones that You'd hope that then it's um, a two-way street, you know, mm. and they, yeah, it's like that for them as well. And then you don't, exp- you just have to have that um, level of uh, like, like awareness of what the people around you want from you and vice versa. Mm. And it's got to be like that balance. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And that goes with relationships as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so when you take on clients, right. And you get, take them into a consult and all that stuff how do you if if this client of yours just wants to focus on the aesthetic aesthetic side of things mm. do you try to kind of like t- did you still take them on board and kind of shift their minds help them shift their mindset into the performance um, side of things or do yes, you just chuck them yes, <laughs> chuck them <away>. yes <laughs> and
1: no um if they came to me and, and i've had this before i've had or a, a current client has then said, oh, I want to do a um, like a figure show or a bodybuilding show, whatever I say, look, I'm actually not the trainer for you. Mm. That's not my specialty. So I'll pass you on to someone else. Okay. Um, and then if someone, I mean, a lot of, yeah, I do get girls who come and say, you know, I want to lose this amount of weight and that's often their, what their goal is. Um, but the, the way you know I've got the, the questionnaires and the quizzes and whatnot for them to like to get to know them it starts to get already get their their mind ticking a little bit about you know what when I've got questions like what are some goals you'd like to hit in terms of your performance or and they, I think when they come to me they do they know that I'm already a, a weightlifting and a strength coach so there has to be some um interest in doing that um but I will I'll, I'll bring someone on recently I took on a girl who's she's a runner she wants to run but she knows that she needs to do a little bit of strength training for her running but her goal is to be a runner so Mm. i'm going to help her with that so she's there's still her time and place for of course of strength training um but yeah i do i do slowly over time try and without some of them realizing that we are focusing on their performance and Mm. that their weight and their physique is a byproduct and so many of them get hooked on their strength training yeah and we'll say to I a couple of them say to me recently that I mean one of them's 40 and other ones in their mid-30s one of them said this is the first time I've ever trained consistently for this long so she's been training with me for a year mm. before that maybe when she was about 18 she you know did it for a few months other than that it's been on off on off for you know 20 years it's the first time that she's consistently stuck to something she's going to do a powerlifting comp this year Mm. just loves it you know can get out of bed and four times a week and come and train in the morning and it's that's it now you know so Mm. I I think she'll be you know hooked and I get girls saying "Oh, I think I caught the bug and I'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my job here is done but also for me it's about um making them independent so I don't want them to be reliant on me I want them to be able to learn from me and me to be their coach but then for them to also be able to um go into a gym by themselves and follow their program or if they're on holiday around the world and like need well when we can travel go into a gym anywhere and Mm -hmm. and feel confident to actually lift like not just take take time off their training or or you know go into the gym and default to the to the cardio area yeah. they actually have the confidence to go and train themselves mm. um and that drive to want to do it yeah yeah,
0: yeah um and that's really good that's that's yeah. actually really great transformation yeah
1: i mean i need to be in a job so i need clients of course yeah. but i still want them to be as independent as possible yeah um you know to be able to do it themselves mm. without me
0: yeah there's two from what you've just said really there's two i guess factors of how you do your job um obviously to live yourself Mm. um but because for me from what i've taken from you you, because you know your why now it's so easy for you to just mix around how to do things and what to do about you know what to do about your why so Mm. like you know empowering women and all that you've gone into this like coaching side of things um and that in, in knowing just that manifested and carried over to more people, mm. which is, which, are, which for me, it sounds like you've done, you've actually done your job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's fulfilled. happened sort of organically as well. And I think mm. with the type of, um, like the training we're doing and then bringing them sort of together to get to know each other as well. It just becomes this, um, this place for them to have some fun, mm. um, Encourage each other. Like I can sometimes step back and watch them encourage each other in a session. Mm-hmm. You know, pushing each other, and they're just now confident walking around the gym. Yeah. And from day one, where I've had clients who were too nervous to come through the door, you know, mm-hmm. now they're just walking in and and fucking deadlifting hundred. Yeah. kilos it blows my mind. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh my
0: god. Yeah. Yeah. It's it sounds it's a little bit like parenting, right? Yeah. It's like. Is those little infant babies, and Mm. now they're just walking by themselves and walking around the gym and doing their own thing.
1: And for this is a little bit off topic, but I think for us trainers and probably yourself as well, it's like finding your your training style as well. And Mm. I I just go with how I feel. But I'm not really um, a hype woman type of trainer. I don't really babysit too much and give you know that you know all that love that something that that mm. girls need like that, that girls the girls need some of them do some of them don't um I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit tougher but without um, yeah
0: you don't just leave them
1: yeah yeah but it's kind of like but yeah, you don't just, like baby them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it changes over time I think but um
0: I guess also depends on who the client is as well. Who the yeah. client is.
1: I mean, it ch- and that takes a lot of our energy, you know, mm, div- every single definitely. client is so different, but you learn over time how to just like adapt to each person. Yeah. As soon as they walk through the door, your energy changes for every single client. Mm.
0: And obviously they have to adapt to you as well. Yeah. You know, and um, again, coming from what you just said about independence, they uh, initially, they depend on you um, mm. because you're the coach, you guide them. And then yep. in the long run, they just become, you know, independent in, do shit by themselves. Yeah. Really. yeah. Um. We've touched on a little bit about nutrition before, but now we're actually going to jump into the, again, the most common misconceptions mm-hmm. in, in the nutrition side of things. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But during your experience, what's the most.
1: I think the main one is the whole uh, I ate good or I ate bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's bad and good. And that's just not the case. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be food, of course, that's more nutritious and has serves you better with your energy that day and it's going to serve you better for your training and whatnot. But yeah. I think removing the stigma around good and bad food um, and teaching my clients that it's about how much energy they need or how much they need to consume for their lifestyle, so how much movement they're doing each day, their training. Yeah. Um, and And also just... Them knowing that they don't need to strive for perfection and that progress is fine, you know, it's yeah. slow like slow progress. Um, just making little choices each day that are that are better than maybe what you used to do. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the main one is the getting rid of the bad and good and knowing that you don't have to deprive yourself from anything at all. So when you start with me, it's not like okay, we're going to start on Monday, we're going to start a diet. Mm. I often try and if if I get an inquiry, say, on a Monday, I'm, I'm trying to get them up and going on a Thursday, like, by Thursday. I say, yeah. can we get you going? Because often they'll say, oh, sh- should we start next Monday? I say, no, I don't actually like starting things on a Monday because that's actually the hardest day to start, right? Yeah. I'm like, let's start you on a Thursday or Friday because if you can get through the weekend, like, on the plan and whatnot, mm. you've already conquered the hardest part and then yeah. you'll roll into Monday feeling awesome. Um, yeah, so I think yeah having that um awareness for them that there's no such thing as as perfection when it comes to your diet mm-hmm. it's going to be times where life gets busy and hard but that's going to be always be there there's no there's never a good time to start anything you know mm. when people say oh I'll just wait until after the wedding or i've got this coming up or oh, i'm going away on holidays the stuff's going to happen all the rest of your life yes. let's learn how to manage. It while you're going through life because mm. it's always, there's always going to be these things popping up. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of that if yeah, and then statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, waiting when, for that perfect time. Yeah, when there is no perfect time. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, I guess you 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 gather from your experience, and again, for what you said, you manage from that experience as well. And um, yeah, like th- that's that's a good thing to point out the labeling good and bad because you're identifying things Mm. you know and it i feel like if when you identify things it puts you into a lack mindset Mm -hmm. in my opinion anyway whereas depriving almost yeah Yeah. exactly and whereas like if you if you're flexible you, you see all these opportunities um and you're probably able to manage on that that management on one thing will carry over to other things yeah yeah
1: so having that f- and being able to learn to have that flexibility, mm. um, and and just educa- having education around food because you could be making better options, better choices. Mm. Um, you might not know that you know something has a certain amount of sugar in it, but you could still get that same feeling of eating something nice and sweet, but with a lot less calories in it. Yeah. So often when I'll give a client a meal plan and say, "Look, this is." What's on here, they look at me and they go, God, that's so much food. I can't eat all that. But it's because it's so much volume of nutrient dense food as opposed to calorie dense food that they're used to often eating. Mm -hmm. Um, But with meal plans, um, there's certain people who are great on a meal plan, and then some, I think, who are better with flexibility of teaching them about you know using my Fitness Pal and yeah. having their own macros to play with, mm. um, but everyone's a bit different. It's just like learning who needs what. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and that's really good actually. To it's it's really good to know that there are coaches like you who don't put everyone in the one spectrum. Yeah, um, and I feel like when when they know that they that they you know their program is individualized, they 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 feel seen. Yeah, and therefore. They the the most likely able to, to 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 work more onto that one and really develop on that self awareness mm-hmm. as well. You're just helping them find their self awareness. You're not actually telling them what to do. Yeah, that this is who you are. Yeah, and yeah. I try
1: and get as much information from them at the, from the get go about how their lifestyle currently is or how they eat currently, mm-hmm. rather than completely overturn them and go. Wait, so you've been eating like this. Now you're going to eat like this. It's just yeah. not going to last. It really won't. It might. No. They might do one or two weeks. And then it's just going to be a too hard basket, and then yeah. they feel like a failure, and then they have to start again. But it's about sort of changing it slowly, but then them also feeling like they get to still have the foods that they yeah. do enjoy um, in that. And yeah, it's, it's just not mm. a diet; it's just a lifestyle, and it shouldn't be yeah. so much of our thought process. I actually nowadays think so much less and less about what I'm eating. You know, mm. like it used to be such a huge thing in my mind of you know planning it and da da da. And now it's still very important because I do it for my performance at the gym and how I feel and, you know, to like look a certain way, but it's becoming less of a, filling up my, my yeah. space in my head, which is nice. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you educate women about um, having a healthy relationship with food Um from someone who actually, you know, at, let's say like a consultation, someone mm. comes in for your consultation and they, you can tell that they're really struggling um, with how they see food. Mm. How do you do, you, what's your step into that one? Um, it's, if they say that they don't want to track. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's a challenging one for mm. sure. I mean, me personally, I've never had to deal with, an eating disorder or Mm. any super bad relationship with food i mean i've had my struggles here and there with Mm. you know learning how much i should have for my body or you know whatever but there's never been anything too crazy with my relationship with food so then you know having girls come in that, that do i have worked with some that have you know pretty challenging relationships with food um so i just i have to just work with them to slowly like everyone's so different though Mm -hmm. you can see what that you've got to learn what their triggers are um but i think one of the main ones is by not feeling like that making them feel like they're ever going to be deprived of something so giving them um just the right amount for them what they need and and helping them just focus it away from like the food for their body but their food is actually just for that how that how their energy is like how are you yeah. feeling how's like you you need this now for the gym because they like they might train and they mm. need you know obviously to eat for the gym um but just to try and take that fake focus away from it like and also to say you know this is going to be a long process please just like you just got to trust it yeah yeah yeah
0: um have you ever had clients who you know wanted to lose weight um and you put them into a calorie deficit and um, them being, you know, obsessive about that calorie deficit. Have mm. you ever had them kind of like freak out? Um,
1: um, I've actually found more the ones that freak out are the ones where you're trying to give them more food and then like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. like uh oh, you want you want me to eat two thousand calories yeah you can mm. you can do it and then all of a sudden they go oh actually oh my weight is I'm not gaining weight and I'm yeah. eating more and how's this work? Um, so yeah um no I and I mean I don't have girls who i put in dramatic calorie deficits because none of them are getting on stage and whatnot so it's always just a slow gradual process and oftentimes it's actually most of them it's a gradual process of increasing their calories Mm. because so much of the time they're actually not eating enough yeah um for you know what they're doing Mm. in their lifestyle so yeah it's 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 so individualized yeah um yeah yeah
0: and i totally um understand and even from my own experience as well Eat, I, I used to eat less before but would train as hard as I can um, and yeah well, coming from what you said about mental like the mental having that mental space I feel like when you have that mental space you've actually given yourself permission and accepting the fact that I can still eat this without feeling like shit yeah um, which I feel like a lot of women need um, a lot of women need that affirmation mm-hmm. that permission to be able to touch it without freaking out yeah um yeah so we'll get on to you now how was your mindset five, ye- five, five years ago compared to
1: now that's a good question um
0: it could be training wise or nutrition wise could be both yeah, yeah.
1: um i think i I think a few years ago I was a little bit lost because I was kind of like I said earlier I was doing so many different things mm. there wasn't much of a, a structure or a process yeah. and it was sort of yeah too random and I think when I figured out that I needed structure that's when I started getting the results I wanted um I always wanted you know for I performance and stuff was always important to me but then aesthetically like I did my goal was always to look athletic I just wanted to look athletic and that was it and Mm. and it wasn't happening for me I didn't think it was anyway I look back now and I think yeah you've looked great like whatever but now um my body became so much more athletic when I actually had a structured program from a coach with progressive overload working like the, the the body parts that I should as like mm. the, or that i wanted to focus on as a female like we all do, like everyone's different to what they want um but yeah having that that set structure and then also not training as much like mm. i used to just go and thrash myself six seven days a week um at one stage it was crossfit in the morning cardio in my lunch break mm. 1300 calories a day and no one, and like I was just a small like i was just small but with like no muscle and just you know, mm. now it's like and you okay, probably
0: feel like shit as well. Like yeah, I would have been really tired so yeah. and
1: grumpy. <laughs> and now, yeah, training five days a week. Mm. Sometimes it's been less. Sometimes it's been four. Um, eating two over two thousand calories up to two three a day. Mm. Feeling energized. You know. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's where I've changed over over time, and just um, just learning to listen to my body more. Mm. You know and resting and yeah, listening to my yeah. body is something that I think that you learn a little bit more over over the years as as your training goes, mm. yeah, what would
0: you tell what 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 would you say to women who are struggling with their body image right now um yeah
1: it's it's hard, I mean. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had this conversation with many people I just I feel it's so sad how much we focus on how we look and our aesthetics because why do we care so much about what someone else thinks of us because if someone cares what they what you look like why would you want to be around that person or those mm-hmm. people you don't need those people and also what they think of you is none of your business either but you never know either but if i mean of course we want to feel confident in ourselves and how we look but don't do it for other people you have to do it for yourself mm. um but it's so much more than what you look about because we at the end of the day we're like all gonna we're all going to the same place yeah. and no one cares about you know your six pack <laughs> sorry <laughs> like <laughs> cool you have one like but you know how about your personality or, or you being a good person yeah. you know Um, yeah so I think it's yeah but you know I think people need to figure it out themselves and when the time's right they will Mm. um but yeah it's obviously a good feeling when you do get to that place yeah
0: that's such a wise thing to say and um that ties back to when we were talking about being in a group of friends you know being a group of friends who constantly judge you they're probably not for you Mm -hmm. um and those people who actually empower what you look like right now, and actually support the way that you that you are right now, those yep. are the ones. That you have to hang out with more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would that be the same advice that you would give to younger girls?
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's it sort of comes down to you know where they're at in their stage of their journey and mm. figuring it out. And I think people can say things Thanks. to you. And you know it, but you're still struggling with how to kind of be okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I've gone into my tr- my coaching is strength and performance based. Mm. It's not about you know standing on stage, or it's not about you know weight loss. Mm. We just, I just, it's just not really much of a topic of, of conversation and, and training. It's about improving and getting stronger and feeling good and performance. Mm. Um, so yeah I think that's that's the type of people the type of clients I attract and it's just yeah it's just a good vibe yeah yeah
0: Um, so how can people find you
1: find me find you well I am back on the gram (laughs) for for now Um, so my uh, Instagram is the underscore power coach website powercoach.com.au and then I'm down at Body World St. Kilda best gym in Melbourne (laughs) i have to get there yeah. one day yeah, come yeah especially
0: down. that i live on this side of town yes. now. yeah yeah um cool is there anything else that you want to add on
1: um no but thank you so much for having me on your podcast yeah. i can't wait to keep listening to all of your episodes <laughs> it's a new
0: of... thing definitely yeah but it's such it's such a great thing to connect with people
1: Yeah, Yeah. I love that you messaged me, and it's been awesome watching your lifting over the last (laughs) few years. You make me want to ollie lift again, so yeah, I'm gonna have to get back into it.
0: It's um Olympic weightlifting is definitely something that makes you that forces you to get to know yourself. Yeah, because you become the hardest critic of yourself. Yeah, and just teaches you to be
1: kind. Oh, I've never had so much frustration in ever in my training than I have with uh ollie lifting but mm. like I'm so, i am so want to get back into it because yeah. it's so satisfying as well but it is definitely one of those things that you have to be super consistent with mm. um and yeah you gotta yeah. you just gotta go for it i guess like every mm. single every single week but i need i need some i need some help there maybe you can help me <laughs> <laughs> we can help each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so that brings us to the end of the episode follow the podcast on instagram that's rest between podcast please subscribe leave a rating and review and if you know someone who would enjoy and take something from this podcast please share with them as well it helps me keep the mics on and helps me impact more listeners who are ready to take charge of their life and team remember start now whatever it is you've been wanting to do something sometimes that's all it takes don't let doubt extinguish your potential because you're in this world to make an impact thanks for listening guys and i hope to see you soon